Welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin English. I'm a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach, and my mission is to help you get into the best shape of your life, regardless of your age, so that you can show up in life as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself. Today, we have another edition of the Coach's Corner, so no guest today. It's just me, and we'll be back next week with our regular interview format. But here's what we're covering in today's episode. I start out by giving you my top 10 tips to help you stick with your New Year's resolution this year, and then I spend a few minutes discussing my new online programming option and why those might or might not be a good option for you. Okay, let's do this. Time to get on with today's show. New Year's resolution tips. I'm not personally a big New Year's Eve resolution guy, but it seems I'm in the minority. According to one study I read, 26 million people made a weight loss resolution starting January 1st this year. Now, statistics tell us, unfortunately, that the vast majority of these resolutioners will fail to reach the utopia of long-term weight loss. But I'd like to focus on some tips to help you stay the course and reach your health and wellness goals this year. So here are my top 10 tips to help you create meaningful lifelong change with this year's resolution. First up is knowing your why. Why do you want to lose weight or get in shape? What's the driving motivation behind that desire? Your why is the driving force behind your purpose And it's what will inspire you to take action, even when your motivation fails. You may need to dig through several layers to discover your true why. Start by asking yourself why your resolution matters to you. And then ask why that's important, and then why that's important, until you get to the raw emotional reason you want to change. So, for example, someone who makes a resolution to get in shape this year might ask themselves why that's important to them. Maybe they say because they want to look better. Then they'd need to ask why looking better is important to them. And they might say something like, I want to feel more confident about my body. So the next step would be to ask why feeling more confident about your body is important. And they might reply with something like, well, I don't feel comfortable undressing in front of my partner. And the process goes on. You get the picture. But notice that we've moved from a very vague statement of, I want to get in shape, to something that's very personal and emotional. And knowing your why and knowing why you want something will help you get through the rough patches when you're feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, or unmotivated. And speaking of motivation, my second tip is not to overly rely on motivation. Most everyone is super motivated the first week of January. They think to themselves, this is it, new year, new me, look out world, here I come. But motivation is a fickle friend at best. And this is one of the main reasons so many people give up on their health resolutions so early. Someone might be gung-ho to lose weight in the first two weeks of January, but After depriving themselves of the foods they love and feeling hungry all the time, only to see the scale move an eager pound or two, they give up. Now, we could spend the rest of this podcast discussing why this type of dieting is a bad idea altogether, 
but let's just focus on the motivation part of this for now. The flip side of motivation is willpower and patience. You need to be able to make tough choices even when you don't feel motivated, especially when you don't feel motivated. And this, along with patience, helps refill your motivation bucket. Quite often, we feel proud of ourselves for resisting temptation or doing that workout, even though we really didn't feel like it at the time. And if we can stick with these healthy habits long enough, the results go a long way towards refilling our motivation tank. My next tip is related to the first tip of knowing your why, but has to do with your mindset for wanting to change. And that is choosing to change from a place of self-love. Many people make decisions to exercise and diet based on feelings of guilt, shame, or self-hate. And while this mindset might help create temporary changes, it's not a long-term strategy and almost always ends in failure. Instead, try to shift your mindset to an inner dialogue that goes something like this. I love myself. And if I'm being completely honest, I know I haven't taken the best care of my body that I could have. And I'm making a resolution to start to honor my body by taking actions that serve my health and well-being. Creating and maintaining this mindset is the cornerstone of any long-term sustainable resolution. My next tip is to surround yourself with supportive people. It's critical to have a support group who understands you and your goals and actively inspires you, motivates you, and holds you accountable. This could be your family, friends, or a local gym. Another fantastic resource for building and maintaining a supportive community is online. Things like Facebook groups and Instagram are great ways to meet people with similar goals and challenges and to share your struggles and wins with. Next up is choosing a specific, realistic goal. Having a goal of losing weight or getting back in shape might be realistic, but it's not very specific. A good metric when setting goals is to use the SMART acronym. So that's S-M-A-R-T, where the S stands for specific, the M for measurable, the A for attainable, the R for relevant, and the T for time-bound. So going back to our resolutioner who has a goal of losing weight, we might redefine that resolution to something like, I want to lose 10 pounds by March 1st. That simple rephrasing ticks all of the boxes of the SMART acronym. Now that your resolution has a SMART goal, it's time to break your goal down into smaller steps. For someone who has a weight loss goal, that might include researching what type of diet works best for you, maybe consulting or hiring a nutrition coach, shopping for appropriate foods, scheduling weigh-ins, deciding how you'll track and measure success, etc. Which brings me nicely to my next tip, and that's creating a framework for success. Remember, we are aiming to create new lifelong sustainable habits, not merely achieving a short-term goal by doing something we despise and then going back to our normal routine after we reach our goal. And one of the keys to success in creating frameworks is to take small steps. If your goal is to get back in shape, or better yet, using our SMART system, maybe to run a sub-20-minute 5K by St. Patrick's Day, it's probably a very bad idea to head out the door for a vigorous three-miler January 1st if you've been inactive for the last two years. Instead, you might want to consider starting with a much more modest goal of a one-mile walk. 
and then slowly build on that distance and increase your speed over time. Remember, small progress, even tiny progress, is still progress, and it can have a huge impact if done consistently over time. And speaking of small changes making a big impact, my next tip is to track your progress. Find a system to track your progress and review it frequently so you can see your progress and celebrate your successes. Another benefit of tracking is you can see when you start to stall and you can adjust your programs and frameworks to get you back on track. And that brings me nicely to my next tip, and that's recognizing that it's okay to modify your resolution. Your resolution isn't set in stone, and it should not be an all-or-nothing proposal. Instead, keep an open mind and be willing to modify if needed. For example, if your resolution has you going to the gym four days a week, but then you get a promotion at work and your schedule becomes crazy, be okay modifying that to maybe hit the gym one day on the weekends and then committing to two home workouts a week. In this example, you've made modifications instead of quitting, which is absolutely a win. Plus, remember that you're in this for the long haul, as in forever, and your life situation will undoubtedly change and you can then modify again as needed. And my very last tip to help you stay on track with this year's resolutions is to learn from your mistakes. You will screw up. You'll fall off the wagon, so to speak. But when this happens, practice self-compassion and don't beat yourself up. Instead, ask yourself why that happened and dispassionately examine what you can do to prevent this from happening in the future. So there you have it. Those are my top 10 tips for sticking with your health-related New Year's resolutions this year. The big takeaway is to change your mindset, to recreate new, healthy, lifelong habits of actually becoming the person who practices taking care of themselves from a place of self-love and compassion. MAPS Fitness Programs So, in the last edition of the Coach's Corner, I mentioned that I have partnered up with MAPS Fitness Products to offer you folks the absolute best in online exercise programs. And I got a few questions about what exactly these are and why I'm offering them. So here's the deal. I don't want to beat my own drum, but this is kind of a big deal. There are only a handful of MAPS affiliates in the entire world, and these guys are hands down the best online programs for exercise on the market today. So as I'm sure you're aware, there are multiple types of remote online exercise coaching. But for our purposes here, we're going to look at two. And the first one is one-on-one personalized training. And this is the coaching service I currently offer. Basically, my clients hire me to do remote nutrition coaching and exercise programming. The programming is specific to their needs, and it includes weekly updates, check-ins, modifications, and if they have questions or concerns, they can ask at any time. It's a white-glove consultative coaching service. The second type of remote training is online programming. This offering provides instruction on exactly what to do as well as how and when to do it, and it's in this category that the MAPS fitness products fall into. For example, their flagship program is called MAPS Anabolic, and it consists of 12 weeks of exercise programming, which is phased into four mini-cycles to ensure you get optimal progress. 
In addition to all of the actual programming details, such as what exercises to do, in what order to do them, on what days, how many sets and reps to do of each exercise, and what the rest periods are in between sets, the program also contains video demonstrations of all the exercises included. So what are the pros and cons of these two types of online personal training? The first and probably most obvious is cost. When you buy an online program like MAPS, you pay a one-time, relatively low fee, and you own that program for life. So, in our example of the MAPS Anabolics program, you'd pay $117 and own this 12-week program for life. And you could certainly increase your value by running that program multiple times. For example, you could run this program back-to-back, and that would give you about six months of online training for $117, and that works out to just under $20 a month, which is considerably less expensive than customized, personalized, one-on-one online training services. The next area to consider when comparing these two types of programs is accountability and interaction. When you work with a one-on-one coaching service, you typically have access to your coach when you need him or her, and you can ask questions. A one-on-one coach should also periodically check in on you and hold you accountable and ensure you're making progress towards your unique goals. In addition, a one-on-one coach can modify your programming as needed in real time to help ensure you're reaching your goals. Now, I will say that the MAPS programs do have a large private users forum, which has a cost associated with it, that you could utilize to ask questions and interact with other users. The next area of comparison would be program customization. When you buy a pre-packaged online program like MAPS, basically what you see is what you get. It's a one-size-fits-all type of offering. But I'll say this for the MAPS programs. They do an excellent job of offering options within their programs so that you can modify to suit your needs, and they have a program for pretty much any goal. I mean, seriously, they have 20-something individual programs and a bunch of bundles for almost any goal you have. They have fat loss programs, strength building programs, aesthetic programs, mobility programs, HIT programs. They have programs for bodybuilders, powerlifters, OCR racers, suspension trainers, You get the idea. And the last area of comparison between these two types of programs is nutrition coaching. While these MAPS programs do a great job of exercise programming, as you're probably aware, that's only half of the equation. Following a well-thought-out exercise routine is critical to achieving your health and wellness goals, but you also need to consider your nutrition. So which is the best option for you? Of course, It depends on your needs and priorities. If cost is a big factor, choosing a MAPS program is a great alternative to one-on-one coaching. If nutrition coaching, accountability, and the ability to interact with someone who is intimately familiar with your needs and goals is important, then one-on-one coaching might be the best bet for you. Or you might consider a hybrid approach. I have a coaching service called MAPS Nutrition that would allow you to choose whichever MAPS program best suits you and still have access to me for nutrition coaching, as well as any exercise or programming questions that might come up along the way. 
This is less expensive than my traditional one-on-one service, but still gives you full nutrition coaching services, as well as access to me for any questions or concerns about your MAPS exercise program or nutrition as you go along. So if you do decide to go with one of the MAPS programs, how do you decide which one is the best for you? As I mentioned earlier, MAPS Anabolic is their flagship program and is a great starting place for those of you that are already familiar with strength training. So a very common sequence of programs would look something like this. Start with MAPS Anabolic and run that for 12 weeks, then move on to MAPS Performance, and that's a 12-week program, and then run MAPS Aesthetic, which is about a 10-week program. And that would give you almost nine months of excellent programming, and once you finish this cycle, you could simply go back to Anabolic and start that all over again. Another option is, if you're just starting out in a strength chaining journey, they have MAPS Starter and MAPS Starter Bundle, and that might be a better choice for you. At any rate, you can find all of that information over at silveredgefitness.com slash coaching. You can scroll through all of those options, click on them, read the descriptions, and see which one might work best for you. I hope that helps, and if you'd like to discuss what option might work best for you, just shoot me an email and let me know what your goals and priorities are, and I'll do my best to help you along on your health and fitness journey. My email is coach at silveredgefitness.com. Okay, that's our show for today, folks. I'll put links to everything we talked about in the show notes, and you can find that over at silveredgefitness.com slash episode 101. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget I have more free resources over at silveredgefree.com. There you'll find my mini guides with my top tips on nutrition, exercise, and lifestyle. So feel free to head over there and download anything that might be helpful to you. As we wrap up our time together today, you can always show your support for this show in two important ways. One is to tell a friend about this podcast and encourage them to give it a listen. The second is to give this podcast a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and be sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future episodes. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today. And until next time, stay strong.